and they continue serving with all their hearts, with all their souls, and everything that they are. The work that they do in the house of God shall never be in vain. Thank you, Father God, for blessing them, for honoring them, and for magnifying them, and for purifying their lives. Yes, we are truly grateful, Father God, of all that you are bound to do in our individual lives throughout this year. It is a special year for us indeed. Thank you, Lord, for as we continue serving in the house of God, we are able to bring about such excellent results in everything that we do. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you for giving us the ability and an opportunity for us to continue serving in the house of God. Lord, we are truly grateful. We thank you. We love and adore you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Our title this morning says Actively Serving God. I'd like to share with you some thoughts how to actively serve God and uh, be able to enjoy serving in the house of God. It is very important that when the word is spoken by the Spirit, you are able to put together a plan in place and be able to follow it through. I'd like to just take this opportunity to touch on some of the areas that um, I believe God would want us to pay careful attention to. So it is very important to make an effort to be able to plan better so that you can get to maximize on the benefits of you serving in the house of God. Psalm 68 verse number 11 says that the Lord gave the will. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. God gave the way. And great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Now, this way has been given to us. We have a responsibility to publish the word of God, to proclaim the word of God, to preach the gospel, to spread the way in order for us to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we must make such a 
conscious decision that it is our responsibility to do so. There are as many opportunities that present themselves to us in order for us to can reach out to those who are who are out there in the world who are who are in the dark who want to hear this way so in other words we do not have to only be thinking about publishing the word of God when we are in church. Church is just but a, a building, but we have as many other opportunities to be publishing the way wherever we find ourselves. Especially so during this time, when we are looking at what is happening around us, there are so many restrictions in us gathering, for instance. But that is not to say we cannot preach the gospel. We need just to adapt or adjust the methods that we use it so that we can be able to continue spreading the word. But you need to remain as committed and keep that fire burning, the desire to be able to reach out to somebody with the word of God. It is something that uh, you are, you are, are doing um, um, at any given time. Serving God is an expression of love. How much you serve God, it says that how much you love Him. When you know how important it is to serve God, you will do anything and everything. Because you love God, that is the one very important um, reason why we serve God. Because we love Him. We are truly, we are doing it, you know, um, with the passion and with that loyalty and that singleness of the heart, not because we are looking for things from God. It is because it is who God is. The Bible says God is love. Now, you need to take that and be able to share or, or express such to the next person that uh, you uh, uh, you come in contact with. So that is one a very important reason why we ought to be serving God. 
Your blessing is in serving God. Truly so. When you have come to serve God and um, you are able to um, um, commit and um, be able to make yourself available for the work or the ministry, chances are you will not even have to ask God for anything in prayer because as you are serving God, as you are going about doing His work, taking care of His business, taking care of God's people, He takes care of your own. When you are focused on just helping others, God will automatically bless you. He knows all your needs. So, it is a wise thing to do not to be focused or be fixated on the blessing you need from God, but just focus on serving God. Because as you're doing so, God will bless you exceedingly so by just prioritizing His work and focusing on serving God. You need to make a conscious decision that in this year you are going to be serving God wholeheartedly. Be able to make, make a decision. It is not something that will happen automatically. It doesn't happen by chance. So, you need to have a mindset to serve. Let it be your mindset. Make it your culture. Make it your make it a habit that at any given time, whenever there is an opportunity, use any opportunity that you come across to glorify God, to serve God, to, to be able to say that I am doing what I'm doing because I love God. I am doing it for God. I'm doing it to help somebody. I'm doing it to get somebody to, to know Christ, to understand who God is, to, 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 to change their life, to, to be able to have them see God in, in the midst of everything. And if that becomes your mindset, be aware, be, be able to remind yourself at any given time. And that is what I believe will help you to continue serving God and be happy because many times you find sometimes people are serving God and they are not happy. You do not want to miss out on a blessing because you are unhappy, yet you are serving God. It is not supposed to be the case. So you need to make the conscious decision that you're going to be a vessel, a vessel of honor in the house of God, you'll be able to honor God with your substance, your resources, and anything that will say that indeed you are serving God. You need to be vigilant 
so that the enemy doesn't steal or, or frustrate the work that you do. It is very important for you to stay vigilant and uh, be able to focus on the work that you are doing. Because if, if you do not do so, it is very much possible that you find yourself doing things that may, may be a hindrance for your growth, that may be a hindrance for you to um, 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 uh, receive the very blessing that you're looking for from God. Truth is, the devil is not is not happy when you are serving God. So he will do anything and everything to frustrate you. And before you know, you start thinking that maybe what you are doing is not as important or is not as relevant. Then you find yourself losing focus. So you need to be very strategic so that your work doesn't get to be frustrated. You need to be very, um, you know, stay on course, stay focused. Don't uh, allow yourself to be distracted for any reason. And it is only just a matter of time before God, before God, you know, begins to reveal himself to you in a, in a very special way give you some ideas and inspiration by the Spirit that will help you to do the things that you ought to be doing. In the book of Job, chapter number 36, verse 11, says here, If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity, and their years in pleasures. He says, if, if, it is very, um, it, it is very conditional. If they obey and serve him. Those are two things that are intertwined. It's not either or. Obeying is not good enough without saving him. So you need to obey and send God. Then he says, then you shall spend your days in prosperity. That is just a, a it's a promise that that stands for as long as you are doing those things. That is why in Isaiah 19 he says if only you can obey, if only you can let me help you, then I will make you rich. And unfortunately many times People are looking for 
uh, the riches or wealth, but they neglect to do just this one small thing. Obedience. Obedience is key to you um, um, spending your days in prosperity. It is key to you creating such wealth. I'll give you three very important aspects of serving God and actively so. Number one is planning. You need to identify areas where you deserve or where you desire to serve God. You yourself, you need to sit down and plan. Say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I believe when I'm doing. I will be fulfilling my purpose, my calling in Christ. This is where I believe God has called me to serve. So sit down, identify um, um, those opportunities where you can that you can be able to use in order for you to serve God. Then you put together a, a plan, a plan with clear goals. What do you desire to achieve? So you must, when you are planning, there must be clear goals. What you desire to achieve? How will this impact your life spiritually? How will this influence others around you? How will this help you achieve the, the, the vision that God has given you? How, how is this going? How, how much does this add value towards you achieving the, um, the vision that, that God has for So it is very important for you to, whenever you're doing what you're doing, be able to have a, a measure of how this impacts uh, your plan. How is, so in, in other words, it should be that you find doing, you find yourself doing things um, just for the sake of doing them. And um, you know, those are not things that are helping you in any way, that are adding value to your life, that will help you progress as a person. And I'm not talking just about having resolutions. You know, people, you know, beginning of the year, everybody, all oh, these are my new year resolutions. You know, I'm going to do one, two, three, and two, three months down the line, they abandon them. But I don't really blame them because they don't understand what resolutions are. Maybe, maybe they, they need just to change them to, to wishes, you know. Because if you understand what a resolution is, it is not something that you can just, um, you know, ignore. It must be, there must be a, a deliberate attention, attempt to implement whatever resolution that you've made. It is not something that one needs to take 
lightly. So perhaps it is because of lack of understanding how important that is. And that is where many times things tend to go wrong. Because even uh, where there's been some form of gathering of sorts and uh, decisions are made and, and, and people are supposed to implement those uh, resolutions, you find at times those become a source of conflict because people don't understand how um, what a resolution is and uh, that is just not desirable. It is not always good to when you have um, you know um, had something um, just um, decide not to follow through your plans. You will frustrate yourself. You will um, dampen your faith. You will find yourself not really, you know, gradually, you know, um, uh, drifting away from God and not believing that uh, He He is able to do the things that you have planned for, you prayed about, and you've asked, you know, God to direct you, and, and you need to, you know, you are convinced, at some point you were convinced in your spirit that um, this is in line with this plan. So, don't be the first to abandon the post, to abandon your own plans. If anything, be the last person to give up on anything that you have planned to do. You need to have that understanding so that you can be able to, you know, whenever you have prayed to God concerning anything and He has given you the strategies and ideas, be able to implement and there needs to be that agency because the quicker you act upon anything that um, God says to you by the spiritual, the the more you you grow in faith, and the more you are able to bring the the results that you are looking for. In planning, you need to also determine the resources you need in order for you to actualize the plan. How much of your time is going to be required? How much of your finances will be required? Any form of resource that you need to be able to bring to fruition that plan. So many times we plan, but we don't want to commit resources to make that plan uh, uh, come to fruition. And that is where things tend to go wrong. So it won't be of any use if we spend so much time planning and not commit any resources to the plan. It may just uh, end up just being a wish that, uh, you know, uh, before you know, you uh, you have even forgotten about yourself. And after that, you plan, you, you put together a, a strategy on how you're going to go about, you know, uh, bringing it into uh, to fruition the plan 
than to your hand. It is very important. The plan will remain as uh, it will stand. But the the strategy of how you how you're going to um, uh, achieve the results um, or what you're planning to achieve that could change depending on you know um, a, a number of factors for that matter. So, in as much as a vision remains and you stay focused on it, along the way. God will give you ideas, new inspiration, a new revelation, and an understanding maybe that you, 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 you didn't have that will help you to do things even better and get to see the results that you desire to see. So you need to be very attentive because at, 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 at various times, the Spirit of God will want to speak to you or or, 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 you know, uh, minister to you in a way that, you know, will help you move towards the, 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 the goal, towards the desired end. So you, you're not going to now uh, have to, you know, things mustn't always be a, a trial and error. When there's um, a need for you to adapt or to change the strategy, must be, must be, you must be very quick to do so. And that is what will help you to, to um, 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 uh, move um, at the right pace and, and not find yourself being hindered in, 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 in any way. Because you are trying to resist a change. You're trying to resist a, 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 you know, a, a thought that is you know, what God wants to um, um, wants you to, 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 to focus on he's given you for a purpose and now suddenly you're wrestling you know it's 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 your your thinking against what the spirit of god is saying you need to do at that time and before you know there is frustration and and that is where it is very important for you to always create an enabling environment to hear to hear god all the time to to, to be attentive enough so when he drops such an idea, you know, into your spirit, you're very quick to connect with it and uh, and do what is necessary in order for you to uh, to can achieve the desired objectives in the end. Then you need to regularly measure your achievements against the desired objective. Many times. You know, we, we, we set ourselves some objectives and these are things that we, we need to do, but, you know, we forget to also measure the, the uh, performance or, or look at how much we have achieved towards those objectives and, and along the way. And, and then suddenly come the end of the year, you know, people are now suddenly looking surprised. Oh, I, I didn't know. Um, I, 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 I've not made so much progress. Or oh, I, I thought I've done um, um, a lot. You know, during the year, and, and I was expecting something. But you, you surprise yourself unnecessarily. So it is not. It shouldn't be. 
you, you know what you ought to be doing uh, in the first place and, and what are the uh, you know, uh, uh, key milestones that you need to you know, benchmark against throughout the year and get to. If, if, if there was a plan and intention to do something and it didn't happen within the time that it was you were set or achieved. Don't just don't just neglect it. Don't just ignore the fact that you didn't achieve something that you believe you 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 ought to have achieved. It's not good. It's not good. You're not doing yourself any justice as an individual. You you cannot. You shouldn't get used to and 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 planning on. Or, or praying concerning one thing or the other, and when when it doesn't seem to happen, you just now you know ignore it or 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 pretend as if that was not the plan. It, it it's not good, and it, it is not something that you you should get used to, um, and, and and for a number of reasons. To your son. So it is very important that we always are mindful how much of what I'm doing today goes into the um, um, uh, objectives or the desired results in the, at the end of the day. How much I've done this week, this month, moving towards the the three-month plan, six-month plan, a year plan, and perhaps even a longer term. So, in as much as God has given us a vision as a church, I so much believe that each one of us has a role to play in that vision. And when you are planning, and it is very important also to to understand how how what what impacts you will have in uh, uh, towards us achieving the bigger plan because there is a there is a there is a master plan there's always a bigger plan so you need not only just focus on planning for your life that that is that is going to limit um, and to limit you and, and the potential you have plan just beyond what you think you need or, or beyond just your immediate needs as an individual. I'll read you First Chronicles um, 22 just to bring to your attention the work that God has um, given us and what we need to be focusing on how important planning is. Bible says in First Chronicles 22, reading from verse number 1, Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So, David commanded to gather the aliens who were in the land of Israel, and they appointed Masons to cut huge stones to build the house of God. 
David prepared iron in abundance for the nails of the doors of the gates and for the joints and bronze in abundance beyond measure and cedar trees in abundance for the Sidonians and those from Antira brought much cedar wood to, to David. He was planning, planning to build God such a magnificent house. It didn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. So, even when you think about it in your personal situation today, it is important for you to have uh, this in mind so that you are able to make such a valuable contribution towards us building God such a magnificent house. Now David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all countries, not just some countries. This is what we want to do as a church. Build God such a magnificent house that that will be famous and glorious throughout all countries. He says, I will now make preparation for it. So, David made abundant preparations before his death. You know, when you are, when you are having the time that you still have in your hand, how you use it, it matters. But just come to think about it. When you, if this, you, you, you become aware that this is something that God would have wanted you to do. How much are you willing to sacrifice? How much, how far are you willing to go to see to it that it happens? Whether or not you're still there or you, you are already gone. That's when we spoke about visions, a vision. To say a vision lives on for generations to come. That legacy must not end when, when your life ends. That is where it is very important for you to plan. And when you plan, you plan as though you will live forever. But when you want to live as though this day is your last day, what will you do with it? If you come to know, if you come to be aware, how much, how much are you willing to do? It says here, then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And then he said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. He says, this, this is so much, this is something that is so much in my heart. It is in my mind. It is, it is, it is something that the Spirit of God has put in me. I, I wouldn't want to just die with it. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, uh, many times, you know, no wonder uh, one may, and uh, uh, somebody said that, you know, there's so much wealth in the graves. Because there are as many people who died with such big ideas that they never shared with anybody. They had brilliant plans that never come to fruition. It never materialized. So it is 
it is your responsibility to say that I'm going to do whatever it takes to be able to make and um, uh, make it a point that what the Lord has designed for me to do, it is done. I'm not going to I'm not going to die, you know, and go to the grave and uh, full of ideas and and with all these big plans. I'm going to die empty. I want to leave something behind. I want to I want to do something that will that will make a name not for myself but for God Himself to glorify God. That is just what always ought to be in the back of your mind. That whatever it is that you're doing, it will glorify God. People will continue saying reason enough to continue serving God. He says, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. Not for himself. He was doing it for God. So if you have this in, in mind that whatever it is that you do, that you do, you do it as if you are doing it and for the Lord and not just for a mere man. That will help you. That will change your attitude towards anything and everything that you do. Because you're not doing it for a man, but for God. See the such. Whatever it is that you are doing in your personal life, God is watching. It has an impact in the plans that God has for you. You need to be aware that you are not doing it for a man, but unto the Lord. Then you will give it your own. You will perfect it beyond perfection. You, you would want to give it attention. You will be diligent enough. You will not just be sluggish and just drag yourself along. Not when you understand that you are doing it for God himself. That says, but the word of the Lord came to me saying, you have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my son. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give, I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. Says his name shall be Solomon for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son. I'll be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you, and may you prosper. And build the house of the Lord your God as he has said to you. May the Lord be with you, and may you prosper in all things. Be able to build the house of the Lord your God. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding. That is my prayer for you. That God gives you wisdom and understanding. 
and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then, he says, then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. You know, God wouldn't just tell you to be strong and be of good courage if there's no reason, if there's no need for it. So when you hear such, you need to you need to be you need to be strong. You need to be of good courage. You need not fear, neither be dismayed. It is something that will help you achieve the goals that you set yourself in this year. He says, Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord 100,000 talents of gold and 1 million talents of silver and bronze and iron beyond measure, for it is so abundant. I have prepared it by stone also, and you may add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance, woodsmen and stone cutters and all types of skillful men for every kind of work. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. That work requires you to be involved, be actively involved, be part of it, be part of what God wants to do in our lives today. Be actively involved. Be able to make a conscious decision that I'm not going to let this opportunity pass by. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to commit my resources. I'm going to uh, make myself available. I'm going to stand up to be counted. He says, of gold and silver and bronze and iron, there is no limit. Arise and begin working, and the Lord be with you. There was no limit. How much gold and silver and bronze they brought to be able to build God such a magnificent land. They prepared more than more than what was required in abundance and that is the attitude that we need to have you know when we are when we are doing things in the house of god so that we do not limit what god wants to do in our in our lives today because of our thinking you know the thinking that that there is this is just too much to give to god it is a very wrong thinking. After all, God has given us everything that we have. How much water can you take from the ocean? There's no, there's no limit to what you can draw from God. It is your responsibility. How much you're not gonna, you're not gonna find it. You hardly scratched a surface for that man. And that is how much God just wants to continue blessing you. It's not about. It's not more about you giving to God as it is about you receiving from God. It is in your interest to always have You see, when it comes to giving to God, it, you, you can never, you can never outmaneuver God. You, you can't outdo God. There's never a time when anything is too much for God. That is the thinking that you, you can, you, you ought to have, that, that I believe will help you 
to really get to experience God at a different level in this year. David was preparing, says of gold and silver, bronze and iron. There's no limit. There's no limit. It is, it, it is a mindset of a giver. That is what helps God to release such a blessing upon your land that you now find yourself having more to give to God. Even, even, even if, if it just becomes your, your mindset, before, before you, you, you even acquire the resources you want, you need to be able to, to give what you intend to give. God will always make a way. He's, he's the one who gives seed to a soul after. He's the one who gives seed to a soul. You, you're not going to sow when you don't have a seed. He will give you. He will, he will empower you. He will, he will direct you. He will, he will help you to be more resourceful. He is the one who gives us power to get to work. He teaches us how to make profits in our businesses. He, he gives us such ideas. And, and not only that, he, he makes resources even available for us to be able to do the things that we want to do. He says here, David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to have Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not given you rest on every son? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Then he says, Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord, for his glory. So, that is how important planning is. And second to that is preparation, as we have just read now that David prepared all the materials that were needed, all the resources, manpower, finances, everything, in as much as he was aware that he was not the one who was going to build God such a magnificent house. But it didn't stop him from preparing because he was not seeking um, his own glory. He knew that the house that was to be built was for the Lord. It was for the glory of God. So, sometimes, you know, when, when men, one of the, one of the reasons that um, causes men to, to sin is, is, is selfishness, you know? When a man becomes selfish, he wouldn't even want to share an idea that God has given him as a messenger to convey the message to the next to the next person or to the recipient. You wouldn't want to let alone share their resources. That is even asking too much. You just want to. You know, it, it must be, it must be, 
It must be it must be me. You know, why must it be why must it be somebody else doing it? I'm the one to be recognized. And that is where things sometimes go wrong. They end up dying, not having achieved anything. Had it been that they they had acted on on that um, um, instruction, it, it, it requires such uh, wisdom to be able to do that. So that is what you need to always be mindful of and learn to um, you know um, share the plans or the, the instructions, inspiration by the spirit that will require such um, um, abundance of resources in order for the work to be done. So you need to always condition your spirit right. In preparation, condition your spirit right. You're not only preparing the materials and the resources that are needed, you also need to prepare yourself mentally so in your spirit be able to prepare your heart and your mind because sometimes it is very much possible to can say that all our plan our made available resources and, 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 and everything but only to find that you are not ready spiritually. You are not as prepared mentally. And that defeats the purpose. Because in as much as the intention is there, there they, they may not be the, the results you desire to see unless you condition your spiritual life. And you do that by studying the Lord God so that you are able to receive the wisdom that you need, that insight and foresight to prepare ahead of time. And be able to stay on course. Don't drift off course or allow yourself to be distracted for too long. The battles that you are fighting are you even aware what battle are you fighting? Why 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 oftentimes you hear people saying that life is a struggle? Is it they are at war with themselves? Do we always have to be fighting? Does it always have to be? If if you if you come to condition your spirit right spiritually and understand that there are wars that you need to to win in that realm, everything else will be a secondary issue. Life shouldn't be a struggle. The only reason that it is a constant struggle is because we are neglecting or leaving behind the important element 
of us making sure that we win this war in the realm of the spirit. We are able to defeat the enemy and take this war into his own territory. It is very important to understand that whenever you desire things, there will always be such resistance. And, and, and this may not come in the form of physical obstacles or people. It's a war that is waging in the realm of the spirit that eventually makes you to um, uh, to give up even on your plans, to stop believing even on yourself, to um, uh, to lose focus, to to uh, uh, you know start doing things that are not in line with with them, with his plan and, and 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 before you know there's no progress before you know there's no improvement and life just seems to be stagnant if anything maybe one has even regressed it seems there was progress at some point but then suddenly there doesn't seem to be any forward movement. And that is where I was saying to you that your belief must result in such forward movement and action. That will say that I'm advancing, I'm, I'm gained, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm some ground I've, 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 I've made such progress in my personal line. Let me read you Ephesians 6 to say that how important it is to prepare yourself and be ready to win such a war. And that must always be your thinking because um, there is no victory without a war and uh, great victories are always attained after such great battles as well verse 10 Ephesians 6 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might it is an instruction you can choose to be weak when you're in God and be a weaker, a weak link in the chain. But you can do things that will help you remain strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's, 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 it's your responsibility. It is something that you can, you can, um, you can, um, decide on and be able to stand and make a point that you don't find yourself being compromised in any way. So understand how important it is for you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. He says, put on the whole arm of God 
that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. It is your responsibility to put on the whole arm of God so that you may be able to stand against the devil's schemes. Inasmuch as you are planning, the devil is also scheming. He is also planning against your plans, or frustrate your plans. Because that is his strategy. To deceive you, to, to, to focus on something that appears to be, and meantime it is not really um, the, 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 the objective um, 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 that you would have desired yourself. In verse 12, it says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That is just what you need to understand. So that you do not find yourself waging wars against people that are not necessary, fighting with the very people who are meant to help you, or destroying even the relationships that will help you achieve the desired objectives. So it is very important for you to always be mindful of such so that you win the war in the realm of the spirit. And that is that is usually what happens even um, you know in uh, um, in a real life in a you know be in a sport or 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 um, you know um, if there is uh, such a competition of sorts. Now, oftentimes when you talk to those who win, they will narrate a story. And when you listen carefully, it says that this person won before even getting into the into the competition. They 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 planned it and, and played it over and over again and 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 restrategize and, and see themselves winning, attaining a victory. And and and, and that is the one common thread in, in, in every um, um, uh, uh, sport, in every aspect. When you listen carefully, you will notice that now these people didn't come here thinking that they are losers. They had a plan. They had a strategy. They they had visualized how the win how 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 is this going to improve their lives? And what is at stake? It is not a good thing to lose, believe me. There's a lot at stake that you can not afford to get used to uh, not winning. In verse 13, it says, Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And then it says, Stand therefore, having gathered your waste with, with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
reflect of righteousness. Back then, you will understand that the soldiers had a, you know, a, a, a part of their um, clothing. They will, they will have such a breastplate that will be, you know, something that will they will wear over their body, covers the upper part of the body. One, so that when the enemy comes to try and, uh, you know, um, kill them with a spear or with a, an arrow, it won't penetrate. So it says you must. Uh, Put on that breastplate of righteousness. There must not be anything that enters into your heart that is not desirable, that is going to um, um, dent your belief or your faith. Having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith. Use your faith as a shield so that you're able to quench, he says, you can, you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. They will come very fast and very furious. But if your faith is weak, they Chances are that, you know, you will find those are penetrating truth. Whereas, you can be able to use this as a shield. It's a shield that you can protect yourself from the plans of the wicked one, from the adversary, from his uh, deceptive schemes and all that. In verse 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation, and they shot the sword of the spirit with which, which is the which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You'll be able to use that to can deal with any uh, any plans schemes of the devil before they even grow become this stronger you can use it as uh, Dickiness was saying that you cut those before they even become a big uh, 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 problem so understand how important it is I mean I was carrying a sword and running away from the enemy it doesn't help you you will end up falling on into your son and the next thing you've done so use it wisely so that you can be able to defend yourself. It says here that you need to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God that you have received. That is what you need to use as a sword. You you you, you speak the word of God to be able to bring every thought, every everything that the devil may throw at you, 
uh, that may bring a, a, a wrong thinking uh, or that, that may frustrate your plans or the plans that he has for you before it even goes into a bigger problem. So you can be able to deal. Many times, I would say that, you know, if anything is, um, um, is if anything is, is, is too small that you can't pay attention or you can't pay attention to it now, it shouldn't come back to haunt you later. It should now become the source of the problem at a later stage. You have a responsibility now to deal with it with the uh, sword of the spirit. You need to be able to remove such and uh, then you'll be able to bring about the results that you desire to see. Then it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying always. Always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. It is very important. It is not just something that you need to do sometimes. The life of a Christian is a, is a life of prayer. Jesus Christ himself prayed. Many times he will even lead his disciples and go to the mountain and pray. He will want to be alone. When you get to that place when you are alone, you know that there is nothing else to depend on other than God. You will pray. And your prayers will bring the results you desire to see. So understand how important it is for you to pray. Always. Always. Not sometimes. Says so pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Not only that you pray, says being watchful to this end with all perseverance, patience. Be able to persevere, insist and resist. Stand your ground after all you've prayed. So, you cannot just afford to pray and uh, leave your prayers behind. Then it says, And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. That is, that is the whole purpose. Be able to boldly open your mouth to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. As I ought to speak. Be bold enough to be able to speak the word of God under any circumstances. Declare it upon your life when things are not going right. Be able to say things that will help you bring about the results that you desire to see. It's not more about you focusing on the things that are not going right, as it is about focusing on the desired end, on what you need to see. You need not be moved by what you see with your physical eyes, but what you desire to see. That is, that is what matters. We look not at the things which are seen, because those are temporary, he says, but at the things which are unseen, because those are eternal. You don't want to look at things always with your physical eyes and find yourself losing, um, losing focus um, on, the, on the desired objective. It's not going to help you. 
So be able to make an effort so that you get to see the kind of results that you desire to see. You know, make, make it your responsibility to preach the gospel. It doesn't matter what level you are. Every one of us has that responsibility. He has anointed you to preach the gospel. The day that you received your, your salvation, you have received that divine enablement for you to be able to speak the word of God, to be able to share that which you have inside, what is on the inside of you, what he has deposited in your spirit. Are you aware that there are things that God has given you that you are the only one person in this entire universe who possesses such qualities? Are you aware that there is something that God has deposited in your spirit that is not given to anybody else but you? Are you aware that there is the potential that God has deposited into your spirit that you need to let out. Just allow it out. It doesn't matter how, at what level you are. That is why Paul said, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I may preach among the Gentiles that satiable riches of Christ. You may think that you are less than the least of all saints, but grace is given. Grace is given. That you may preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. If you come to just condition your mind and your spirit right, it will not be difficult for you to use the word of God that you have to can deal with any situation in your personal life today. Be able to take advantage of what you have. It is the sword of the spirit. It is, it is, it is, it is something that he has given you for a reason. So you can use it to your advantage. Use it to change your life. Use it to change others' lives. Use it to improve your situation. Use it to help somebody in need, somebody in trouble. Use it to be able to bring about the desired results, not only in your life, but also in the lives of those around you as well. Don't, don't just allow it to lie dormant and not do anything with it. You have, you have what you have for a return. This is the one thing that we possess. He has given us his will. He has, he has given us, he has given us this, this, this will so that we can use it under any circumstances. So let it be your thinking. Lastly, the third element is working, doing the actual work or executing the plan. We spoke about planning, preparation, and then implementation, working. So whenever you've uh, now gone through all those uh, stages and it is time for you to now implement. You need to be very strong and be very courageous. Plans fail because of lack of courage, lack of conviction. Not because they were not good plans. Because the one who is implementing the plan 
is not convinced that this is the right plan. So there's no way that that plan will work. If you are not as convinced yourself, who, who are you expecting to be convinced? If you can't convince it in yourself that the plan that you have is good enough, nothing will work. So, be at the forefront of the battle. Be a servant leader who is hands-on doing the work, making sure that you are the one who is making things to happen, causing things to happen, not just by praying and go to sleep, but making sure that you make yourself available. You have put in your resources, you have prayed, you are able to participate in doing the work, actively so. Your active participation takes you to be physically available, making your resources available, making sacrifices, your time, your finances, be resourceful enough in the house of God. Use the gifts you have for the kingdom. It is working. That is part of us working. Using the gifts and the talents that God has given you for the kingdom of God. That is serving. You are serving in the house of God. Be able to find something that you do in the community that will say that you are helping others who are less privileged. You are serving God by giving charitable donations. You are serving God when you give to the poor. You need those that have needs. It is, it is, um, it is something which is um, um, very important to pay attention to. And any opportunity that you get to win a soul, be able to lead somebody to Christ, be able to help others receive their salvation. There is many people who may not receive their salvation for as long as you personally do not do anything about, about their situation. So make it a, a, your, a, make it part of your your day-to-day -day plan. Plan, plan to plan to win a soul in a day, in a week, in a month. Plan it. Same way that you're planning to go and do some work to be paid. You are planning to win a soul. Plan. Lord, pray. Pray for God to direct somebody to your path. You don't even have to go out of your way to win a soul anyway. But there are as many opportunities that we miss because we are waiting for a perfect time to win a soul. There's no perfect time to talk to somebody about Christ any, at any given time. 
in the course of you doing the things that you do or going about your day-to-day -day business, there's also an opportunity to touch somebody's life with the word of God. There's an opportunity to have somebody receive their salvation. There's an opportunity to give somebody hope, to bring them out of darkness into his marvelous mind, to share your testimony with them. And that is something that you need to be um, aware of yourself and plan for it. Plan for it. Because it shows that, oh, we can't be um, evangelizing, we're not supposed to be in the streets, and, and all. those are just excuses. Those are just excuses. But people are talking all the time, you know, WhatsApp, social media, and whichever form, platform that they have. They are able to, you know, talk about everything else but the word of God. It shouldn't be. If anything, you must choose who you associate with. If, if you want to have a criteria for the group of people that you call friends, at the top of the list must be their, their belief. What, what do they believe in? What what is what is uh, what 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 are they uh, what are their you know beliefs and you know are they Christians are they are they born again like you are they are they people that you associate with what do you talk about after what do you talk about what do you share what do you have in common what are the things that brings us together and make us human so we should believe. Take that lightly. I'm saying to you that part of your plan must be that I am going to win a soul in a week, in a month, and as many souls in a year. It's a plan. That in the end, you'll be able to say how many people that God has brought onto your path that you were able to preach to them or have them achieve um, um, what they may have sought to achieve or at the least share with them the word of God to try to assist them in their situation. Look, um, it's not going to be easy when you want to build, when you want to um, to do things that um, you know, in as much as you know, God has you know um, has uh, instructed you to do or has given you the plans. There will always be those who are against against you or against the plans that God has given you who who want to do things that will that are intended to frustrate the one that are going to say all manner of things but that is not what you should be paying attention to you don't have to be 
always be thinking about what the adversary is doing. How about you thinking about what God is doing? What is thinking about the work that you do? Because after all, he, he not only just send you to war, he fight alongside you. He fight for you if anything. He will fight for you. He will want it that you, you attain a victory in that particular situation. Let me leave you with Nehemiah chapter number 4. I'll read you from verse number 1. But it so happened when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And I just say to you now, there are those that when they hear that you're doing something good, they will be angry. They will be very upset. And sometimes even mocked you. Or look at him. Who does he think he is? What makes him think that he can do it? Many people are trying and they fail. They will, they will do things or say things to try and discourage you. Don't pay attention to them. Don't mind them. Because it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. They can say as much as they want to, but it's not going to change what God has said. But if you lose heart, if you lose patience yourself, or you start focusing on what they're saying, that is what will frustrate you more. So it's not something that you should um, take lightly. Verse 2 he says, And he spoke before his brethren the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, the stones that are burning? Now Tobiah the Ammonites was beside Samaret, and he said, Whatever they do, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone, stone wall. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how, how much <laughs> they wanted to undermine the work that these people are doing. Says, even if, I mean, if these people are building a wall of Jerusalem with stones for that matter, they are building this wall and they are they are, they, are, they are busy they, and, and here comes these uh, these uh, these these men and you now say look it's not gonna be so it's gonna fall apart you know I mean it doesn't need it doesn't need <laughs> they doesn't need even a strong wind to bring it down. Let a fox go up on this wall <laughs> to come down crumbly. That is how much sometimes people how far people can go sometimes to try and frustrate your plans. They want to just, to just make you stop believing in what you do. Then in verse 4, it says here, Hear, O Agar, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them a plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquities. Do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Then, 
Look at what he said next. He said, so we build the work. We continue with the work. We didn't stop because of what uh, others are saying. So we build the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. Very important. When you, when you see people being poor sometimes, they don't have a mind to work. That is why sometimes you find a man standing in the street and say, Oh, can I give you some work to do? You tell me, No, I don't need work. What he needs is money. And that is what is wrong with our people sometimes. Have a mindset to work. It's a mindset. It's a, it's, it's a thinking that says that I want to work. I desire to work not only for myself, but for my family, for my children and my children's children. You need to condition your mind around. So that we don't always look for handouts or things from others, but look up to God for a blessing in the course of us doing the work that we do. That's a difference. Crying to God and not doing anything may not be good enough. But when we now doing the work that we're supposed to do, knowing that God is with us always and He will fight alongside us. You will empower us and give us the ability and the special grace to achieve the results we desire to see. There is no way that you, you will not be successful in whatever you are doing in life. He says in verse 7, Now it happened when Sambalats, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Amotites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gates were beginning to be closed that they became even more angry. The Bible says they become, they now became very angry. In the start, they thought, oh, what are these fools doing? What are these people Jews doing? They think they'll build this wall. They think they'll, you know, and they say all oh, manner of things. But now they see that no, they these people seem to be going somewhere. There is some progress. They became even more angry. And the Bible says, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set the watch against them day and night. Be aware and be vigilant. That is what they did. And that happened to protect the war, to make it a point that nobody comes and destroys the work that they do. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing. And there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. He said that the strength of the laborers is failing. Your heart and your flesh may fail you, but God will never fail you. You trust and believe in Him, He will grant you such power and strength and ability to be able to achieve such extraordinary results. But perhaps that is where sometimes we make a mistake. 
to rely on our own strength and our own ability, and then we fail, and then we think that no, but um, our prayers didn't work, or, or God has forsaken us. Not when He said, "I'll never forsake you," I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He is there so that you get to attain the victory that you sought to achieve yourself. He says here, and our adversaries said, in verse 11, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into the midst and kill them, into their midst and kill them, and cause the work to cease. That is what the adversary was saying. They were not happy with the work that they were doing. So just because you're doing something good in your life doesn't mean that everybody will be happy with you. Doesn't mean that the devil is now going to sleep. It doesn't mean that you can now relax. It is not always advisable just to now think that because there seems to be some progress you now relax and uh, you decide not to continue doing the things that you have been doing. That may be when you are most vulnerable. You know, people are most vulnerable when they seem to be making more progress in their lives. When everything seems to be just going well, and then suddenly, suddenly, everything just goes quiet. And you're asking yourself, what happened? What went wrong? And that is just to say that One has opened and, you know, allowed themselves to be vulnerable and expose themselves to the schemes of the devil. So you need to be very careful that even when things, in fact, the more, the more things are going well, the more you should be trained. The more you seem to be making progress, the more you should be praying. The more you, you want to, um, you know, continue trusting God and just, you know, um, allow Him to, to help you in your situation. So, it was when the Jews who dwelt near the pain that they told us ten times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Therefore, I, he says, now this is the strategy. He says, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall and then they are opening. That I say the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight, he says here, and fight for your brethren, fight for your, for your sons, your, your daughters, and your wives, and your hands. So there was a, there was a, you know, a strategy. Plan. And that's why I was saying to you that you see at different times 
you need to allow Lausanne to, uh, you know, come up with a plan or strategy that will help you to, to uh, sustain your, 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 your victories, that will help you to, you know, not to um, uh, fail in your plans. So, this is what um, they did. And um, it says here in verse 15, and it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their blood to nothing, that all of us returned to the world and everyone to his work. So it was from the time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half had the spears, the shields, and the bows, and, and the war armor, and uh, leaders who were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens load themselves so that with one hand they worked the construction, with the other hand they weeped. Every one of them, every one of the builders had his sword guided at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside him. There was, there was a hand. There's one hand building, one hand carrying the weapon. They, they, they were, they were vigilant. They, they, they knew what was at stake. And then that is where they, they, you know, sometimes um, uh, we make a mistake. Just because there is some progress, it doesn't mean that the enemy is going to sleep. So you still need to be on guard, be vigilant, and be able to continue doing the work. In as much as you you want to uh, to, to to stand guard, doesn't mean the work must now be frustrated. That is what where the the, the planning, the strategy became important. So now can't be sitting and watching what the enemy is doing, and meantime the work is suffering. There's no progress in what we aim to achieve. So they were able to make the, the progress that they desired to make. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the world, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, it says, rally to us then. Our God will fight for us. That is amazing. What a bold statement. How many people are on their face now with such a situation that they will continue trusting that they are God? It didn't say our God will fight with us. He will fight for us. There's a difference. Not doing something for you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be involved. You don't have to be worried. In the end, it will be done. So we labored in the work. We focused on the work. And half of the men held their spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and these seven stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be our gun by now, and the working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of of the guard who followed me took off their clothes and said that everyone took them off for washing. That is how serious this issue was. And they, in the end, were able to finish the work, complete building the wall. 
in as much as they were aware that the enemy, the adversary, is against them, they were not moved. They were not. They were not frustrated. In the end, the work, the work was not frustrated. They were able to achieve that which they sought to achieve. So understand that at various times you will have to find yourself ready to make such decisions that will help you to be able to achieve what you sought yourself to achieve in the end. And there should be a point where the work is suffering or it is being frustrated because of what is happening um, around you or what the adversary may be planning. I, I so much believe if that becomes your thinking, your mentality, whatever it is that you sought to achieve in this year, God will grant you the special ability and the special grace to be able to achieve what you sought to achieve, to be able to continue building your life with the word of God, be able to have those around you see God in everything that you are doing. It is my prayer that God will restore you. If any, you will have more than what you ended the year with in this year. He will restore you multiple fold. He will increase he will increase the work of of your hands, you will multiply it. You will bring upon everything that you do so that you may prosper in all things. I speak prosperity upon your life, good health upon your body, success in your business and in the work that you do. His hand is mighty upon you and it is mighty upon your home. God will continually bless you. He will continue, he will continue doing such great and extraordinary things in your lives. All that you need to do is to say, Lord, I am willing and I am available. I am here. Send me. That God will send you forth with his will, with his grace, with his special ability and with a special anointing. Receive that special ability and that special anointing. The anointing to be able to increase and to expand so that you continue to increase on every side, to the north, to the south, the east, and to the west. You continue making such progress by the power of the Holy Ghost. He has empowered you for greater works. And he shall do great things, he shall do extraordinary things. Miracles shall be wrought with your own hands. If there are as many who come to know God because of you. He says, not only that I've blessed you, but I've blessed you to be a blessing and continue being a blessing to your family, to your generation, to your church, to your nation, the country where you live. Be able to bless somebody with what God has given you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, there are men that have been purposely directed to your path, that are bringing about the resources that you need in order for you to do the work that God has called you to do. 
Doors of opportunities are opening up for you everywhere. It says, every door you know shall be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus, your name is being called in the place of an opportunity, in the place of a business. Receive that ability to identify opportunities and be able to take advantage of each and every single one of them. And the Bible says to us, when the cloud of full rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. This is an opportune time for you to empty yourself. That which you have on the inside, the potential residing on the inside of you, this is an opportune time for you to begin to happen, for you to begin to allow yourself to multiply and increase, multiply yourself at any given time and every opportunity. And God will continually bless you. He will continually walk with you under every circumstances. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he be gracious and kind to you. And may he keep his face turned towards you and waters you continually that you may never know any dryness. You may never know, you may never like any good thing in this life. And whatever it is that you have so desired, he says, I've granted you your petitions. The plans that he has given you by his spirit, he will give you the ability and that special grace to be able to bring them to fruition. That which you have desired and that which you have seen, he says, as far as your eyes can see, the land is given to you. And wherever your foot shall tread upon, he says, the land has been given to you. This is an opportune time for you to lay hold and take possession of that which rightfully belongs to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And so shall it be. Thank you. God bless you. Wherever you are.